with our self-isolation, a lot of us are trying to connect virtually, not always something we can do with grandma and grandpa who are really vulnerable to COVID-19. We're trying to self-distance from them, but make sure that our uh, elderly loved ones are taken care of. You know, I'm uh, in constant contact with my 90-year-old father-in-law and the other day he woke up with a little bit of a what we're hoping is a cold but yeah it is um you know he's lucky to have all of us uh, rallying around him and uh, not everybody has family that are in close contact so for a few weeks now the university health network's open lab has been helping vulnerable seniors during this pandemic we're joined by lucy gal with open lab welcome to the show lucy thank you so much for having me on the show it's a pleasure to have you here. You know, I know we've been trying for a couple of weeks to try and coordinate something here because I think it's important work Open Lab is doing. First off, can you start off with telling us a little bit about Open Lab and what its role is in the health network? Of course. Open Lab is a health innovation lab based out of the University Health Network. And we are looking to radically improve the way healthcare is delivered and experienced across the system. So we are a small but pretty mighty team of, you know, researchers clinicians, designers, engineers, and policy experts, and working in a very collaborative manner. So you put together this program to help seniors uh, through COVID-19. Can you shed some light on the specifics of the program and um, what you've done to uh, help out seniors? Yes, of course. Uh, So this program itself, um, it's called the Friendly Neighbor Hotline and is actually an an extension of the work that we've been doing with seniors living in vertical communities and and around the concept of aging in place. And and we've done a lot of research in this area. And as you know, even without uh, the pandemic in place, uh, a lot of the seniors are uh, isolated and don't have the social support in place to even fulfill some of the essential activities. And with the pandemic, and we realize a lot of them are um, having trouble, you know, picking up groceries and picking up household essentials. So the hotline we established uh, two weeks ago is basically a single phone number for seniors living in low-income housing in Toronto to call. And when they connect with us, we can take uh, their order of groceries and household items over the phone. And then we would coordinate with a network of volunteers who can then help pick up and deliver the groceries to their residents. I understand that you uh, originally had decided that you'd be um, helping out local businesses, too, and the smaller businesses. Have you been able to um, stick to that plan during COVID-19? Uh, no, currently we are just helping out uh, seniors um, with whatever, because their needs are very varied. So it's hard to determine, you know, whether a lot of the, that um, you know, the, the essentials or groceries can be picked up nearby. And we right. are corny with volunteers, so it's really hard to say whether it's something that they can pick up from, from a nearby store or from a small business. But we do encourage volunteers to uh, try and go to local grocers if they can. So you're staffed with volunteers. That to me is is amazing, especially at this point in time where uh, people are worried about their own health. Describe the challenge of not only finding volunteers, but also vetting them during this pandemic. Right. It hasn't been a huge challenge in finding volunteers. When we opened up our volunteer intake process, um, I think it's been about two weeks now. We have close to 800 volunteers who have signed up. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been uh, quite a, it's, it's more of a challenge to vet them because we have very limited staff on board currently. So we are 
uh, looking at, um, you know, all the applications that volunteers are submitting and we're calling their references to make sure that they are, you know, um, suitable for helping um, vulnerable seniors. What's the protocol for helping vulnerable seniors? Because I'm just, you know, uh, picturing these are people, especially if they're uh, isolated most of the time, they're starved for, you know, so somebody to talk to. So mm-hmm. to have somebody come to their door and say, hey, um, where's your grocery list? What do you do to ensure there's a safe social distancing going on for the sake of, of the, the actual volunteer and the senior? Right. So... When we have volunteers who are vetted, um, we have a a mandatory training session. So in that training session, we have actually a physician um, on that virtual call to make sure that they are aware of all the safety protocols that are in place. And we do emphasize the fact that they need to maintain their social distance when delivering the groceries and keeping their interactions brief. Uh, we also let them know that a lot of these buildings have, you know, hand sanitizing in place that they can use before and after the interaction. And that the seniors are aware if they do have, you know, masks or even gloves, uh, that they can use them when they're, um, you know, meeting the volunteers and picking up the groceries. I understand you, that someone from your organization was quoted as saying there's no grand plan here. We're just trying to f- figure out a response in real time. Do you have any examples of how you've worked around um, potential problems that have come up or found solutions to help out some of the vulnerable seniors that you're working with? Uh, Yes, of course. So we realize that, you know, a lot of the seniors don't really have, you know, technology in place to find out that these services are available. So we reached out to a lot of different partners um, to then spread the word for us. Um, not just, you know, posting on our website. We're making sure that our posters are in these buildings or in in elevators, and we're trying to really spread this by the word of mouth as well, just so that the seniors are aware that we exist and we're there to help them. So that's been an ongoing process of looking for partnerships and making sure that, that, uh, you know, our presence is out there. Give us an example of um, how many people are, are are taking advantage of this and what you're hearing from residents. Uh, I think as of last week, end of last week, so since Monday of last week, that was our uh, first week of going live, we've had about 300 calls um, within that week, and we were able to fulfill about 60 orders. And not all 300 of those calls were, you know, Uh, seniors placing orders. A lot of them were sort of caseworkers, social workers, just checking if our line was legitimate and a lot of seniors calling to see how everything works. Um, But we're expecting the volume of the calls to really increase this week. I mean, at the end of last week, we did get a lot more orders because people are realizing that this is a service that they can count on. So the Friendly Neighbors Hotline, uh, maybe we should uh, actually give out the number here if people are listening right now and they're in in social housing of course so our number is 1-855-581-9580 and it's a toll-free number and it's available in 180 languages if you're listening right now uh, or you've got a family member that maybe is uh, a vulnerable se- uh, senior, you can't get to them, uh, they don't live in social housing but are on a limited budget and are re- really need some help, can they also get access to the Friendly Neighbors Hotline? Would your volunteers help them? Of course, yes. Okay, so this is really open to uh, whoever really needs you at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yes.
And what have you heard from any of the uh, the volunteers and the response that they've been getting from seniors? Can you give us an example of how well received this is? Oh yeah, of course. Um, our volunteers, just as an example, when we send out an order um, through email to all of our volunteers, usually the order is fulfilled or claimed within a minute. You know, we have volunteers, 10 volunteers that kind of claim within the first minute of the order going out. And we've heard from volunteers that have fulfilled some of these orders and delivered um, the groceries to the seniors and that the seniors look really relieved and, and, you know, really happy to see someone really there to support them, to help them. And some of the volunteers actually go above and beyond to, you know, just delivering the groceries. Some of them will have their kids draw a couple drawings uh, to include in the order or, you know, just um, stay around and chat a little bit, but, you know, within a safe distance to make sure that they know that they're supported by the community. So you said that uh, your volunteers are kind of responding really quickly, you know, like 10 of them will try and and get an order as soon as it comes in. Is it, uh, is, are you working through an app? Uh, No, it's purely email based. Um, Wow. Basically, whoever answers the email first, uh, it goes to that volunteer. Well, it's nice to see there's so many people with big hearts that want to help out um, members of the community that uh, might be isolated even more than uh, the rest of us who are self-isolating. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there a website that people can go to to find out more about the Friendly Neighbors Hotline? Of course. it's So the website is uhnopenlab.ca slash hotline. Perfect. Thanks so much, Lucy. I really appreciate your time today. No problem. Bye, Kelly. Cheers. Have a great day.